0: All right. So welcome back to Untranslated Islam, where we set out on journeys through mountains, caves, valleys of knowledge, excavate precious gems to adorn our hearts, souls and limbs and apply it to our lives to have us a better and more successful journey through this life. This is your brother, Ben Yusuf. And in episode seven, we're going to deal with the power of the Quran that you already have within. All right. So in this episode, we'll begin with the fact that in your chest right now, you probably have one of the most potent, one of the most potent medicines that's ever known to men or at least you have the ingredients thereof you just have to mix it and activate it all right but how many of us are going to deep dig dig, deep deep in and make that happen in the tafsir of ibn kathir which is called tafsir uh, tafsir al-quran al-awim uh He opens up his tafsir by talking about al-Fatiha and he gives some names and descriptions that the people of the past used to call the Fatiha. And we all have the Fatiha. All of us as Muslims, we have the Fatiha, don't we? Let me just stop for a second. We have the Fatiha, but how many of us recite the Fatiha and just do it as a ritual? How many of us recite the Fatiha just to get through the Salat and haven't even taken the time to think about what it means? How many of us... Don't even think about that we've read the English of it and just contemplate what that is so that we'll have a deeper salat when we recite. These are the things that I want to help correct. And I'm starting with the Fatiha because just about every Muslim has the Fatiha. For those who don't have the Fatiha, then there's four other things that they will be saying in the salat. But I don't think there's any one of us that don't have the Fatiha. Okay, Um, but for those who don't. Then they will be saying, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha allahu in each position. And they would only be doing it until someone sits down and teaches it to them. So the Fatiha and its strength itself is a proof for or against us. So the, the Fatiha itself is a proof for or against us. And we want to make sure that we make it for us. And I'm saying this because a lot of Muslims are not arab speakers and so shaitan comes to us and i was just like that and just says you know you don't understand what you're saying anyway you know you just say it to get through because you want to make sure that you be a good muslim and this is one of the one of the rituals or one of the conditions on being a good muslim is to make sure you make salah but i want to show you that you can feel just with the fatiha okay so let's get into the statements of Ibn Kathir about Al-Fatiha, and he brings a whole list of things, but I'm just going to cover one small part right now today. All right, Ibn Kathir says in his Tafsir, beginning with Al-Fatiha, "What you call shifa and he says, starting, he says, and one of the names for Al-Fatiha is the cure, al-shifa. It's like the medicine, I should say, kind of like that. The medicine, all right? And uh no, you could say the cure. Either one, okay, and I'm saying that for a reason because the next name is also something similar, which is al-Ruqya. But in this situation, he brings the hadith where the Prophet Sallallahu said, "Fatihatul kitab, min kulli sum. The Prophet said that the Fatih kitab, that the meaning the opening of the opening chapter of the book, which is Al-Fatiha, he said that it's a cure for every sickness and every poison. Like this. Okay. What well, you call Ulaher. Ibekathir goes on. A Rukya. Okay. And he calls it. Or it's also known as a Rukya. Now the difference between Shifat and Rukya. Is usually you use Rukya. They usually say like incantation. Like this. But it means like when you. When you recite over somebody or you use something in order to make somebody feel better but it can be from a physical element or it can be from a spiritual element okay so the whole point is that this is for both as we're going to see and he brings as his proof the statement or the hadith of Abu Sa'id al-Khudri. Abu Sa'id al-Khudri was uh, he was really deep in this because he's the one who brought about it being the shifat. He's the one who brought about it being the ruqya. And then later on, we're going to see he's the one who actually brought about the situation with the nahal, with the, 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 the honey and using that as a medicine. Okay. So Abu Sa'id al-Khudri is a name you should remember. One of those top sahabas that bring different hadith. And this is something that he seemed to specialize in. All right. So anyway, so in the hadith, and I'm going to read the hadith to you guys. It can be found in both Bukhari and Muslim. And It is an important hadith because it's a story that is an amazing story. If you pay attention and Islam is made up of three or the Quran, I should say, is made up of three, of three components It's made up of Tawheed and Ta'a or, uh, or, or teaching you about Allah's oneness and praising and extolling him and things like that is made up of Ahkam, which are, uh, uh um, Uh, rules and regulations, legislation and like this, and it's made up of tussles. Stories. So, Allahu Jalla Wa Ala in his infinite wisdom, he made about a third of the Quran stories for a reason. Because we have a story, of something you can apply to your life, something that you can remember, something that either you've experienced or you know someone else experienced, or it's something that makes it stick. So, many of these situations that happened are true stories that are narrated to us so that we can remember the importance of something. All right? So, in this situation, of course, it's in Bukhari, the narration I'm going to give you right now, and then I'm going to give you the other one in Muslim because it's slight different benefits in both of them. So I'm just going to go through both of them very quickly. Um, So Abu Sa'id al-Khudri, okay? He said, uh, uh, He said, we were on a journey or we were traveling. And so we stopped. uh, We needed to stop either for the night or to take a break or whatever. We stopped. And while we were stopping or while we were resting, uh, a female came up to us and she said, Inna Sayyid al-Hay Salim. Said, Verily, the chief of our area, he's Salim. And in this situation, people who know Salim, they know Salim means that Salem as like, it's something like he's good. He's 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 healthy. But in this situation, it meant the opposite. It meant ladir, as we see in the next narration. So sometimes the, 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 the Arabs they would use something and mean it's opposite. Okay. So he said she's saying he's sick. And verily the our our other top leaders, they're, they're not here right now. Okay? So is there anybody that can come, like some type of doctor or somebody that can help him? You know to get better. فقام معها فقام معها رجل ما كنا bi rukya. So one of the campaigns that was with us, he stood up to go with her, and we looked and said, "Well, we didn't don't know anything about him being able to do rukya, being able to do anything to cure anybody. What was that about? Okay. Then he went with her. فرَقاهُ So he went with her and he did whatever he did. As an incantation or, you know, reciting on him. So we're talking about incantations when we say in Islam, because the word incantation, where we come from, it means different things. We're talking about spiritual or Islamic incantation, which is shara'i, which is using the Quran, using the Quran and using dua. Okay, so they didn't know what he did exactly. They just know that he went and did some recitation, did some dua, did whatever he did, and he cured the chief. So they were so pleased or so happy with this, So they gave him thirty sheep. Okay? Uh, 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 and he gave us milk from Nishim. So then when we returned from our journey, we said to him, kunta tarqi." تا... So we know, like you 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 used to like you used to like you you a professional, like like you know, with doing this type of thing, reciting on people, or did you even do it before? Call, he said, La Maroketu, bi He said, No, I, I I ain't do nothing to cure him except go and recite over him al fatiha Umul kitab. That's another name for Al-Fatiha. Okay. Uh he said, I didn't do or recite anything over him except umul kitab the mother of the book, which is the Fatiha. All right. قلنا, they said, They said, Okay, we ain't going to say nobody, nothing to nobody about this until we go and we ask the Prophet and talk to the Prophet about what just happened because you telling us, we thought that this was your specialty. you telling us that you just got paid to do something that you had never done before. Did it work? Did it not work for real? Like, what's, we gotta ask the Prophet before we partake in this, okay? So, they went back to the Prophet, sallallahu sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So, when they returned to Medina, they mentioned the whole situation to the Prophet, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Qala, wa kana yudrihi And the Prophet was surprised and he said, Yo, how, how did he know? that that's the Rukya. Like, 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 in other words, the prophet knew, but it's like, how did he know that that was the Rukya? Like, that's the Rukya. How did he know? And then he said, and then he said, he said, he said, uh, yeah, divided up amongst y'all. If you want to share with y'all, share, share. And even yo, you can bring me some as a gift if, if you want. Why did he say bring as a gift? Because the prophet some accept gifts, but he only accept things that was halal. So his whole thing was, I'm going to eat from this to show y'all that this is this that that was totally legit. Okay, all right. Let's continue the narration of Muslim and uh, Sahih Muslim is slightly different and it's from a different chain. Okay, so it was different Sahabas that were this, with him in this situation. Different people heard about it and so it came from different chain but from different chains slightly different but it was all based on the statement of abu sa'id al-khudri because he talked about it different times all right so rahim uh so he said أن Sayyid al-Khudri. أن من أصحاب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كانوا was a group of Sahabas that were on a, they was on it, they were on a journey. so they went past a town or an area from the areas of the are Arabs. Uh, <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, so they asked to be taken in as guests and they were refused that, 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 that generosity. Now, the reason why I didn't say that one first, even though that's the more well-known one, because it made it seem like it was something where they were just being evil and mean. And we know this exact same wording from Surah to Kef when the situation where Musa and Khidr were going and they went and they're traveling. And then when they get to this place, they didn't get their haq because it was the haq of Any people and the same with us. So that's the reason why I'm bringing this up. If there are travelers or people are traveling through and they come to your masjid or come to your area, they have a right over you. Of three days for you to be able to take care of them while they could, you know, while they setting them for the uh, uh on the, on their way or on their journey. So the first day you're to pretty much a uh, first night you're supposed to pretty much treat them like kings. Then the second night you're supposed to treat them a little. You can treat them a little less than that. And then the third night, if you decide to let them stay, then you treat them normal. And from then on, you treat them just like a a house guest. But the first time you're supposed to go out your way. So this is. The way of the Muslims, okay? This is the way of the Muslims, and this was from back in the time of even Ibrahim. For those who are, I think you know, you know this, this surah. Um he said, has, has it come or has it reached to you, reached you? The story of the of the of the guest of Ibrahim and the Hadith that's in Sahil Jamia, uh, oh, so, 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 uh Al Jamia wa Ziyadah by Imam Sayyuti. Uh and then you guys know the word uh the term Sahil Jamia because the Sahil Jamia was the this book by the the Sheik al Bani, you all know him, so he dish Sahil Jamia. In all his books, he was just going through and doing the checking of hadith that were there. So he's the one who did the checking of this book that you guys all know that's famous, but it was a book originally by Miram Suyuti and there's a bunch of hadith and then smaller portions or different portions of that same hadith. But anyway, in that had, in that book, he brought a hadith that said that the one who started the sunnah of entertaining guests to up from us was ibrahim okay it doesn't mean necessarily it didn't happen before him but he was the one who set the sunnah for everyone that came after him jews muslims christians everybody arabs that when guests come through you entertain them all right so this is the situation most people look and say when they hear this hadith so he didn't entertain them they didn't take care of them but it wasn't that because we know from the first hadith in bukhari that what the chiefs weren't around. Uh, other other the key people weren't around so these women and these weaker people they didn't want to bring somebody in and entertain them and all the big people weren't around but then they came to them when they saw them set up shop outside of the area because their chief was sick so they had one chief that was sick there and then everybody else is like normal people so they didn't necessarily invite him in but they needed their help so they went out there and they asked them for assistance when they came in then they gave them the assistance, and that's the reason why they rewarded them with the 30 sheep. All right. So let's continue. Okay. So they said in this narration, they said, can anyone do know how to do medicine? Because the chief of our area, he's ladir, which means sick. That's how we know that Salim meant Ladiq, okay? Al Musab. And one of the narrations is said that he may have been stung by a scorpion. Why is this important? Because we know it wasn't a jinn or something on him. This is the proof that you can use Al-Fatiha even to cure physical ailments, okay? Sicknesses. And we're going to deal with the situation of Ibn al qayyim going through that also later on. All right. Um, let's get through because we're going to finish this and what we're going to do is put it in portions. So we just want to finish this hadith and then continue on in the next portion or in the next sitting with the continuation. So one of the men from them said, "Naam," He said, yes, I can do it. Okay. So that's how we know Ummul Kitab is Fatihatul Kitab. He said, so he went and he cured him. Using the the al-fatiha okay Fa al and so the man or the chief became cured so in this situation he just says so they were given a portion of sheep and the other one it explained that there was thirty sheep huh Abba and and وقال حتى اذكر ذلك للنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم so they got them but they said we're not going to divide them up or do anything with them until we get back to the prophet so ay sallam and we talk to him about it فاتى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فذكر ذلك له so they got to the prophet told him about it فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ما وجدت uh, 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 فقال فقال uh, فقال يا رسول الله uh, he said to the, the Rasulullah He said I swear by Allah I didn't use anything except recite Al-Fatiha over him until he was cured Sincere from the heart huh? فتبسما, The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa Smiled and he said وما يأدرى, وما And how would you know that there was a Ruqya? So he's very pleased. How'd you know that was a Rokia? And then he said, qala, khudu minhum li ma'akum. Okay, and we'll finish right there. So he said, take it, divide it up, and even bring me a portion. So why do I go through all of this? When you feel the emotions connected to it, you see, this was something that pleased the prophets of this was a man, we still don't know his name, we'll never know his name, the Yom Kiyama, because there are so many amazing people that are around that we don't know. But he is known for teaching us the importance and the power of this Quran, that it can cure not just spiritual ailments, but also physical ailments. Okay, a physical ailment that can be cured by the book of Allah that's already in your chest. A chapter from the book of Allah that's already in your chest. So I ask you, closing out, do you think that he recited it the way that we recited? Do you think that he just went in there and was just like, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Do you think that he did that? Do you think that it would have had any benefit? No. So the benefit of us listening to different things like this is to apply it to our lives. What was the difference between his recitation, his feeling and our recitation and our feeling that made him be able to cure something? And then make us not even be able to cure our own hearts while we insulate reciting it. But we were reciting it and thinking about the next thing that we're going to do. We're going to continue, inshallah, in our next sitting. And for now, we'll keep excavating. You just keep applying next time. فمن لا يرجوك إلا محسن فمن الذي يدعو ويرجو الآن